Hello, and thanks for joining us. This is Ken Hines, and I'm teaching a class today on Noah and the Ark. This is the first of a number of lessons that we're going to have. Uh, we're going to have a variety of teachers and a variety of methods that we will use. Um, but for right now, we're starting and getting the ball rolling, and so today you're stuck with me. We are, as a church, uh, children and teens are studying a curriculum that is, um, is, is starting today, and this is designed to be a class for adults. Uh, from time to time, I will throw in some tips about how you might teach your children or how you might teach a household. Uh, but generally, this will be for adults. Uh, there will be some some lessons there that uh, will be applicable to all ages. Uh, and there will just be some times that you'll want to have a background to be able to discuss intelligently what your children are studying. Uh, but there will also be some applications that will be uh, just for you, because uh, the Bible is written on all levels, uh, truth for all of us. So glad you're with us and looking forward to digging in. Uh, I remember as a child one time, um, my brother got his pocket knife out and he dug his name into our coffee table. And I remember mom not being very happy about that and she talked to him and asked him why he did that and his reply was how did you know it was me it seems like uh, moms just know things that uh, are beyond the capability of uh, of us children to understand a lot of times and um, parents see things that uh, sometimes we don't want them to see or uh, we're afraid that they will see but uh, they see so much and uh, our heavenly parent uh, god certainly sees everything and so that might be a uh, discussion that you can have with your family we're in genesis chapter 6 verse 5 and the bible says the lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that, the and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind, whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. What? A sad text to start with. Um, God certainly can see. He sees everything. He not only sees the actions and the appearances on the outside, but he sees the heart, according to Samuel. Uh, and what God saw was uh, not a pretty sight. Uh, if we were going to make a list of evil in the world, 
you know, we could very quickly come up with a very long list, uh, a long list, an impressive list, and a creative list of all the ways that we find to violate the beauty of God's creation, uh, violate its holy purpose, to mar God's perfect intent. Uh, there is wickedness everywhere that we look. The meaning of the word sin, uh, you, you might think it just means something wrong, uh, but it literally means to miss a mark. Um, like when the Portland Trailblazers are playing basketball and uh, one of them shoots a free throw, uh, the intent is to make that basket to score that point. But as often happens, uh, that intent is not met. There is an intent in the way that we live. There is a purpose for which God has placed us. There is a way to live. And when we miss that mark, when we live in a way that's contrary to God's intent, that's what the Bible calls sin. It's, it's wickedness when we're wrapped up in our own self-absorption, our own self-agenda. We care about ourselves. And uh, sometimes we intend actively to harm others, but all too often we're just wrapped up in ourselves and we don't care what happens to others. And that is contrary to the nature of God. That's what uh, sin is. It's something that's different from the way that God would do it. A God in his nature is loving. In his nature, he is concerned for others. Uh, in his nature, he is self-sacrificing. Uh, when we act in ways that miss that mark, we are sinning. We are living in wickedness. And such sad words, when God saw that because he couldn't miss it, he's a holy God, and he couldn't miss seeing it, and he was sad. He was grieved. You might want to have a conversation about uh, what makes you sad and what makes God sad. He was grieved, and not only was he grieved, but he took action took action to make things better. Um, there are consequences when we miss the mark. There are consequences to rebellion against God's nature and God's intent. Uh, there are consequences to that. And really, none of us would want to live in a world without consequences as imperfect as the world is, as wrong as the choices that so many of us make, the moral learning that we've all uh, we've received, how, the reason we've gotten to the point that we are is because uh, we've learned some things, and moral learning can only take place when there are consequences. And I know, know about you, but when I do something wrong, I would prefer to be the one who would choose my own consequences. But if we choose our own consequences, that's not really 
consequences at all. Uh, there has to be a higher standard. You wouldn't want uh, someone who, who was driving by and your car was parked and you were uh, in Target and you came back and um, uh, someone had just uh, smashed your car in and for them to decide what the consequences would be. Um, the consequences you would want is for them to repair the damage and to make that as good as new. But what if they thought uh, they should have some other consequences that uh, they should buy you some flowers and say they're sorry? Um, our whole society would break down if there weren't consequences for actions that are what we consider unjust. And I hope that is uh, making sense. This is an imperfect teaching that I'm, that I'm doing, but um, uh, God in his nature is, is holy and he's right and he's loving and he's grieved when we choose to live in contrary to his nature. But he's not only, he's not grieved to the point of helplessness, he takes action and there are consequences. And we should be glad that there are consequences. We're, we're not glad when consequences happen to us, but if there were never consequences, then we would never learn. So God was grieved, and um, there were going to be consequences. And that's a really sad story, but that's not the end of the story, because the next verse in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God saw all the wickedness. God saw all the sin. Um, of course he did, because he's holy. Uh, of course he was grieved by that. But that's not what he wanted to see. He wanted to see what was right. He wanted to see a holy person. He wanted to see a righteous person. He wanted to see a person who cared for more than just himself. And he saw Noah. And the Bible says that Noah found grace. He found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Now that might be a hard concept for children to understand. Uh, you might find this acronym to be helpful in teaching Grace, G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace is something we receive, not because we deserve it. Uh, we are saved not because we are good. We are saved because God is good. Uh, the Bible isn't saying that Noah was a perfect man that Noah was faultless, that Noah was beyond reproach. But uh, he had a heart that cared for God and cared for God's ways. And God saw him, and God loved him, and God extended his grace to him. That's what God is looking for. It's like when... Um, uh, the angel of the Lord went to uh, Sodom, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. He was not looking for 
the wickedness that he found there. He was looking for those 10 righteous people that Abraham asked him, that, that God's always looking for someone to bless. Uh, your family may want to have this as a memory verse for the week. 2 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. So that's what God is looking for. That's what God wants to see. He wants to see you, and he wants to see me. Um, of course, he sees the imperfect nature. Of course, he sees what we do wrong, but he, he wants to see a heart that loves him, and that because of the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, he will overlook our sins and only see the perfection of Jesus. He searched the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. That's what he looks for. He saw Noah, and in uh, Noah, excuse me, not Noah, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13, God told uh, Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coach it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 450 feet long, 70 feet wide, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Quite a, quite a ship, uh, quite an impressive undertaking. Make a roof for it and finish the ark to within 18 inches of the top, so there'd be ventilation. I would think with all those animals, one thing that you would want is ventilation. Uh, put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You're to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you, two of every kind of bird. A very kind of animal and a very kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. So, um, this isn't originally intended as a children's story. Of course, it's interesting for children. Of course, it's a, a great dramatic story in the Bible, but there's lessons here for adults as well. Uh, the first lesson is that God sees the wickedness, uh, that God is grieved and saddened because of the wickedness, and that there are consequences because of the wickedness. But that uh, it's not the end of the story because God extends his mercy. He offers his salvation. In this case, it was to Noah and to his family. That's what God is looking for, for someone that he can extend his mercy to, to someone that he can offer his salvation to. That's what he cares about. A few years ago, I had a, a, a third job 
that was mowing a field uh, after my business failed. And uh, at the end of the year, I um, looked at my records and uh, filled out a Schedule C of my activities and the earnings I made from that and uh, sent it in with my tax return, paid taxes on the income uh, that I had earned. And um, a few days later, I got a letter from the IRS. And um, they said that I had not filled out all the forms, that I had not uh, filled out the uh, the social security schedule I hadn't paid social security taxes on that income and where was their $280? Now that's what they were looking for. Uh, they weren't looking for everything that I had done right or anything that I was doing right. They were looking for what I had done wrong. And uh, a lot of times we think that's the way that God, our heavenly father is, but he's not just looking at the wickedness. Of course, he sees it. But what he's looking for are people like Noah. The Bible says in Genesis 7, verse 5, uh, really fit again to the story, and Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. That, that was, that's the lesson, uh, not just for children, but for adults, for all of us. When we learn what God wants us to do. We learn what the truth is to be obedient to that, to follow that, whether it is convenient or not, whether it is what everyone else is doing or not, but to do what the Lord commands. And that's what Noah did. And so God's grace was extended and there was a remnant that was saved because Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. I hope that I find favor in the eyes of the Lord. I hope that my family finds favor in the eyes of the Lord. I hope that you find favor in the eyes of the Lord. I hope that your family finds favor in the eyes of the Lord. That's what he wants more than anything. That's why, in spite of all the wickedness that seems at times to be growing and growing. Uh, God hasn't destroyed the world. Uh, he will eventually. There are consequences. But he's patient. The sun came up today because God wanted to give us another opportunity to turn to him. And so that when he looked at us, he might see someone that he could offer his mercy to. Thank you for listening. Hope this has been a blessing to you as it has to me. God is truly good, as Barry says all the time, and all the time, God is good. May he bless you.